Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Sis Internet Radio. Sisters in Spirit, affectionately called Sis, is a nurturing environment for women that inspires harmony in everyday living, shares resources that empower, offers information and support that nourishes the soul, balances our mental and physical well-being, and promotes inner peace and heightened spirituality. Our vision is a world where women live consciously, harmoniously, and spiritually to positively impact our lives and the lives of those with whom we come into contact. Join us as we live life with style, grace, and of course, much joy. Greetings and welcome to Sis Empowerment Radio, where we have been turning that empowerment inward and permitting ourselves to intensely have the experience of the audacity of self-love by going through this 30-day self-love challenge. And we call it the audacity of self-love because in a world where people desire to fit in, being yourself can be really radical and revolutionary and totally unpopular. So tonight... We are here to discuss the topic, the audacity of self-love. I am Raisa Darling-Nazaire, and I'm here with my co-host, Deborah Sky Samuels. Greetings, Sky. How are you this evening? I'm wonderful, Darlene. How are you? I am very good, and uh, it's been a great experience going through this self-love challenge. As I get up in the morning and post the daily self-love affirmation, with a picture that actually embodies that. Um, It's been a really interesting experience for me to start my day that way, and we'll talk more about that as we go through the show. I would like to introduce our guest for today, who is Ayanna Jordan, the founder and executive director of the Phoenix Rising Collective called PRC, and she's also the editor-in-chief for Phoenix Shine, the PRC's online community. She has always had a passion for inspiring others, particularly women. She's done that through writing, coaching, and teaching. And for most of her career, she's worked in the education and nonprofit sectors because of her strong commitment to social change and her even stronger desire to give back. From being a director of a college access program to teaching as a resident artist, for one of Ohio's premier art centers. She has always used her work to address issues ranging from educational access for first-generation college students to leadership development for women. Her vision is to provide a constructive, affirming model for building healthy self-esteem and to create balanced, holistic representations of women and girls. And for that reason, we are having her on the show today to discuss with us the topic of self-love because her organization, the Phoenix Rising Collective, deals with that intensely. So, Ayana, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. So I briefly touched on your vision and your mission. Would you please tell us more about what you do and what the Phoenix Collective is all about? Yes. Well, this really kind of grew out of a love for wanting to continue empowering women and girls um, in loving themselves and sustaining healthy, positive self-esteem. Um, And I have been doing that in my career um, in various ways for a long time. So uh, it's just been a dream of mine, and I decided to just take the leap and continue with it. Um, So the Phoenix Rising Collective is essentially a self-esteem education organization that um, inspires and empowers through Um, workshops on self-development, holistic health and wellness events, and even personal empowerment coaching. So, and one of the reasons why I started this is not just for other women, but for myself too, because one of the things I realized is that in your own teaching and desire to give back and to help others, you are also helping yourself. 
so um, this experience has experience has really enlightened me and helped to cultivate a stronger love for who I am too. So um, it has really worked um, in a lot in alignment with everything I've wanted to do. That's fantastic. So we know that self-love impacts many aspects of our lives, including self-esteem, which you've just discussed, nutrition, exercise, and our relationships. Self-love, out of self-love comes so much more. Would you talk to us a little bit about why you think that it is that women don't take the time to give themselves the self-love they deserve? And then we'll branch into a discussion on how we can express self-love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I just we've been socialized to kind of give and put yourself, I think everything, all language kind of says put yourself last or, you know, hold off on things that have to do with you for other people first. Um, And so in doing that, you get so conditioned in that type of behavior um, until you're almost burnt out. I know for me, you know, I can sometimes go and go and go, and then your your fuel is com- completely gone. Um, so you have to kind of take a step back and then say to yourself, how am I going to do this and, and balance, you know, all. And sometimes it means, taking some things off the list, you know, things that have just been holding on that list for a long time, saying to yourself, I've got to scratch that off the list. I can't do it and and I won't do it for a sense of healthy balance in my life Um, and then moving forward from there. But I think it takes tiny steps at first, you know, and not overwhelming yourself by, you know, just wiping the stick the slate completely clean, but taking little tiny steps towards doing things that are going to um, empower you and, and, and help to create some balance in your life. But I really think it's the socialization that women have um, had over centuries that, you know, you come last, so to speak, you know, and, and everyone else comes before you. So it has to we have to be the ones to shift that, you know, the, the mentality has to shift in, um, in order for us to begin to focus on self. Because, of course, you know, you can't really do for others until you're able to really have a sense of healthy balance and wellness for yourself. Right. And that's exactly why we thought it was important to do the 30-day challenge, self-love challenge, because... Like anything else, self-love is a habit that you have to build. It's a muscle that you have to build in order to keep it in the forefront of your life. And so when mm-hmm. you're practicing it, and I think that this challenge, the intent was definitely to practice it every day so that that muscle gets built up and becomes stronger. And then while you're doing that, all kinds of things come to the surface. You mentioned things that came to the surface for you as you experienced self-love. And then you have the opportunity to be kind to yourself, be compassionate, Mm -hmm. because nobody's more worthy of your compassion than you are. Absolutely, absolutely. I think in starting, you know, the 30-day self-love challenge is the perfect way to start. You know, as I was saying before, tiny increments, of of doing these things create a habit, as you were saying. So even if it's just as simple as waking up in the morning with a affirmation of love for who you are, figuring out what that's going to be for the day and letting that guide your your walk for the day is essential to kind of building um, that spiritual muscle, that muscle of courage and confidence to handle whatever is going to come your way. So, yes, 30 days of it is a great way to to build and cultivate that sense of, of, of healthy well-being. I found, too, that just 
thinking about the concept of the 30-day, uh, it, it helped bring me back into focus because often as women, you know, we, we are doing so many different things that we forget about ourselves. So we all know that to be true. But when we started the 30-day challenge, it was, especially for me, an opportunity to say, whoa, you know, I've been leaving myself out. I've been leaving myself behind and, you know, just really helped me refocus uh, something that I had been saying, okay, I'm going to start doing this for myself. I'm going to start doing that for myself. But it just allowed us to kind of like refocus and, as you both have said, to start with small steps. And I really had to start with small steps because it's, I mean, if you're not used to doing this, it is a challenge. It's something that you have to keep in the forefront of your mind. So I I really appreciate that, um, you know, Darlene came up with the concept and we decided to put it out there and just go with it every day. And, you know, sometimes you might oh, go all day again in your hurried state, but then you think, okay, yeah, i got to do, you know, something for myself. If it's something mm-hmm. as simple as, I like to sit on the front porch. I haven't been doing that lately. And the weather's been gorgeous, as we were talking about earlier, so I started doing that. I've done that a couple of times during the challenge. Little simple things. Um, I've been meditating a little bit more or at least saying I have to add this to my daily routine. So I think just to bring us back into focus that we need to love on ourselves like we love on everybody else is a good Mm -hmm. first start. Yeah, and as we said in our announcement, it's not your job to like or love me. It's mine. So we have to take that personally and put forth the love that we want to get from others, give it to ourselves foremost. Yes, absolutely. I um, Just to kind of continue with what um, Sky was saying about um, I like to sit on the front porch. I think one of my favorite things would be just to do the affirmations um, and kind of creating my own. Um, and just as simple as that, because I think sometimes we um, we we can we can pinpoint at least ten things wrong with ourselves within a span of one minute. But it becomes very hard to write an affirmation of self-love or to speak an affirmation of self-love. So even just starting from that, if you can write it down, at least 10 things that you find beautiful about yourself or or 10 things that you want to have happen in your life, starting from the positive. We already know how to, you know, talk about what we don't want. But what about the things that we do want for our lives and what we are capable of and what we do have within us? So even if if it's one thing, not even ten, but one thing that you can pinpoint about your abilities, about your physical, even your physical beauty, you know, even when you get in the mirror, you know, we what's the first thing you do so you 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 pinpoint oh my gosh i need to do this or i need to oh i need to fix this instead of that taking that route speak lovingly uh, about who you are and and what your physical body can eat does for you each day you know so i think for me that's that is one of the places where i like to start is just even in the mirror or even writing you know journal writing is one of those things for me that is a part of um cultivating self love and we do have several people in the chat room or on the phone line we'd like you to chime in about what your act of self love is what are the things that you do to make yourself feel better, and to help you move forward in life positively. Um, I spoke earlier about working through the challenge and something that came up for me, which I really wanted to share. It's kind of personal, but I thought, well, this is is why we do this, so that we can share experiences. So, um, you know, I had a traumatic life experience years ago, which put me in a frame of depression, and Depression, like uh, a whole bunch of other things, when you practice it over time, it becomes a habit. 
So in doing the self-love challenge every day, positively impacting and pumping in self-loving thoughts to myself about, you know, who I am, what I'd like to do, being patient with myself, loving myself, uh, all of, out of the blue came the funkiest depression. And at first mm. I didn't even recognize it. And I'm like, okay, so what the heck is this? There's nothing wrong, really wrong going on in my life. Yeah, my job is stressful. Yeah, I have a to-do list that is, you know, maybe a little impossible. <laughs> but um, I'm managing, and, and you know, I'm, I'm eating right, and I'm thinking positive thoughts. Where is this funk coming from? And then I realized it just, like, snapped for me yesterday as I was sitting on the porch enjoying myself <laughs> that, it was a habit that wanted to live. The depression was a habit that wanted to live. And in my doing this 30-day challenge, I was killing it off. I was choking it. Oh and it came out full force so that it could stay alive. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my God. And when I got it, it just clicked, and I felt such great joy. It was a release of energy that, like, right now my my head is tingling. <laughs> so, and I just wanted to share that, that when we practice self-love, it opens up a space and energy for so much positivity to come in and pushes out the, the negative energy. Yes, absolutely. And, I mean, anything, too, I, I feel like um, that's, that's a beautiful story in that whenever you are trying something, you know, it, it will become kind of uncomfortable, and that negative force will try very hard to continue because it, it, it wants to be there. You're going to be challenged, you know, and to stick through it and to keep moving forward and be committed to um, moving towards something more positive and liberating, you know, is once you continue down that track, becomes easier and easier and, and more empowering for you. So, yeah, and it takes courage. And yeah, that's yeah. why this yes, is the audacity of self-love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing um, I know. Go ahead. No. I, it's, the other thing that comes to mind, um, uh, Darlene, as you were stating that, is, you know, the book that we read some time ago that, that actually talked about that, how our body is accustomed to ruling pretty much our emotions. We think it's our emotions ruling our body, but something like depression or other ingrained habits um, become ingrained in our bodies. And so as we are loving ourselves and changing our energies, we're going to go through a number of things, and that depression is, is very, very um, aligned with what um, we read in one of our book club selections, breaking the habit of being yourself. If ourselves has been self-neglect, deprivation, um, not loving ourselves, that's going to be a habit that we have to break and retrain our mind and our bodies to love us. You know, So that's um, just something that came to mind when you were referring to that. Yeah. And and as they said in breaking the habit of being yourself, you're wired for whatever that habit is, as negative as it may be. And so you have to do the work to unwire those connections and there's chunk in there, it's trauma in there. Mm-hmm. So we just have to continue to do that, you know, regardless of how busy we are or what's going on, we have to um Consider ourselves. And as I have been consciously doing that, I found that it's um, relearning. And the more you take care of yourself, the the more you're going to release, the healthier you're going to be, and the more of a sense of well-being you're going to have. Because neglecting ourselves puts pressure on us that we may not even pay attention to. But once we start, you know, putting that loving energy into ourselves, then all of that negativity, that that heavy energy is going to release. So, you know, that's another positive from, you know, considering ourselves as we consider others. So, Ayana, would you tell us some of the self-love activities that your group works through? 
Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I think that we do very well, particularly with Phoenix Shine, is um, actually I'll tell you about two things. Um, with Phoenix Shine in particular, which is the blog for the Phoenix Rising Collective, we have what we call Love Yourself First Friday. And um, either I will reach out to a person um, and ask them to write a about a series of events in their own lives that le- that led them to a place of more self-love, um, what challenges they might have faced that have led to that deeper se- sense of self-love, and then what they can impart to um, other women who are also on that journey. Because I think one of the things that we need to do is ensure that women know that they're not alone. Like you were talking about, you know, depression. I think a lot of people look at that as some dark kind of isolated um, thing in the hills. Nobody wants to talk about it. But I, I'm, I will venture to say a lot of women have gone through that, whether it's small or even a larger kind of depression. But um, essentially, Love Yourself First Friday uh, we'll ask those kinds of questions of women about challenges they might have faced, big or small, um, and be open and vulnerable enough to share those so that other women are empowered by their journey. And those are, um, it's a series that we started when I started the Phoenix Rising Collective that has been very successful, and a lot of women are very much inspired by um, these women telling their individual stories. So uh, I really enjoy that one. So that's one of the activities that um, I I love and am also inspired by myself. Um, so I would say that that's an activity that anybody can do is, is to ask yourself those questions um, and see what, because sometimes we don't do that. Uh, the other one is to take affirmations. I have a group, and I also um, encourage other women to do the same thing. We have a group called She Matters, and we take at least five affirmations. We read those affirmations, and then we ask the group to um, kind of explore and think about whether or not those affirmations are a part of their lives. In what way are they taking action towards those affirmations, and do they see them coming to fruition um, in their own lives? So those are a few of the activities that we do um, in the Phoenix Rising Collective. Mm -hmm. I think this is a good time for you to tell us more about the uh, contact information for Phoenix Rising Collective and if you have any upcoming events planned that the audience might be interested in participating in. Absolutely. Well, um, you can definitely contact us at um, info at phoenixrisingcollective.org. I also encourage you to uh, follow us on Facebook as well as follow our blog, become a part of our online community. Uh, We lovingly call all of the women who support uh, the Phoenix Rising Collective, we call them Phoenixes, so you can become a Phoenix, follow what we're doing. Um, and in addition to that, I do have an event that will be coming up very soon, October 16th. I'm doing a natural hair workshop event um, that's just talking about embracing um, your own natural beauty and specifically talking about um, natural hair That'll be at the University of Cincinnati Blue Ash. So if you're in the area, you might want to come and support that. Um, And just continue kind of reading some of the things that we do. Again, participation in uh, Love Yourself First Friday um, is always encouraged because it is something that's inspiring, and you can do that from your own home. So oh, great. So today is the 24th day of the self-love challenge. We started on the 1st of September, and so we are going according to the day of the 
month, so we don't have any doubt about what day we're at at this point. So um, I just wanted to ask you what you think that people can focus on to make the most out of this journey in the remaining days of the challenge. Um, I would say continue to keep pushing forward because, as we were saying earlier, uh, if it's kind of a foreign concept to you to put yourself first or to do just even if it's 15 minutes to do something that you've always wanted to do, whether it's sit with a nice book or to to take a bubble bath or to um, do self-love affirmations to write them down or take some time to write in your journal. Um, if that feels uncomfortable, I would say good. Good. <laughs> uncomfortable is good because that means that you're growing. That means that you're moving from certain behavior into something else that's a lot more positive for your life, that's going to usher you into a new level of who you truly want to be. So get comfortable with being uncomfortable so that you can blossom into the person that you visualize yourself being. So take that five minutes, take that 15 minutes, whatever it is, continue on the journey. You've made it this far, just keep going. And um, would you also speak to how we, as uh, people in general, we try to fit in and rather than being our authentic selves, which are mm-hmm. very unique and creative individuals? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the, Oprah has this great quote, um, and it says, self-esteem comes from being able to define the world based on what is right for you on your own terms. Refuse to be shot down by the judgment of others. So I think in the, the, the ability to be authentic, there's a certain level of self-esteem that one must have, but also defining yourself for yourself. What does that look like for you? And if first having to write down what that is and then eliminating those things that are not in alignment with that, because sometimes that's where it happens, is that you have to first figure out what you don't want to get to what you want. That's where the true authenticity begins to take shape for you. Um, so cleaning up whatever past things that you're holding on to, letting go of that so that you can usher yourself into that that true def- definition of who you are um, is important to uh, really creating that sense of self. And also knowing that the road to that is often challenging, um, but not to let that stand in the way of you becoming that individual who who lives in a place of authenticity, which truly just means that you have decided to do things on your own terms, as that quote says. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking on relationships. I saw this quote the other day, and it said, he said that he would give her the world, and she said, I have my own. So let's Mm. talk about self-love and relationships. Sky, any thoughts? Um, I think when you value yourself um, in a relationship, you're able to maintain your own identity and not get absorbed by the other personality or the other, you know, the other personality. And often what happens is that because you you sometimes allow yourself to be absorbed into the other personality, um, resentment comes along. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as, as we're talking about, maintain your identity as as you, but you also have to learn how to become uh, partners with the other person. You don't surrender yourself for a relationship because that means that the other person is not valuing you as yourself. They are valuing you as to what you how how much they can assimilate you into being them them. So it's, mm-hmm. it's good to maintain your identity, uh, but also become 
uh, a partner with the other individual, and that's in any kind of relationship. Value that person as well, but you have to value yourself as much, or if not more, because um, you just cannot lose your identity. So I think that's really important in um, yeah. having a harmonious relationship. Mm-hmm. Ayana? Um, yes, I think that that's that's right on point. I totally agree with that. Uh, I, and I think that um, one of the main things in um, having a relationship is, is just that. Is it a partnership? Is it someone who is not um, seeking to change you but supports you in you being everything that you can be? You know, mm-hmm. so it's two kind of beings coming together for the sake of both being whole. Not to have coming together to be whole, but both seeking to be whole and supporting each other in that journey. Um, So I, I think more than anything, when you are in a partnership or seeking that for yourself, that you're coming with a sense of foundation for who you are. A lot of times when things kind of will arrive in relationships, it's based on you not truly or fully understanding yourself and right. seeking for that other person to validate you in some way. When the true validation, you have to give that to yourself. What you're seeking really comes from you, and the support you need comes from you first, you know, and then the other person can then add to that you know, on your journey to wholeness. Right, of course, because if you you can't love someone if you don't love yourself, that's not really love. That's just a projection of some storybook emotion that or romantic notion that you want to push off on somebody else, which at the end of the day and the beginning of the day is such an unkind thing right. and leads to relationship issues. It's unkind to yourself and it's unkind to the other person. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. should not be responsible for your happiness. You know, we have to yeah. be responsible yeah. for that and make decisions, you know, especially if you're in a relationship, you have to be clear and you have to make re- decisions that and, and I'm not saying this to say that we need to be neglectful of the other person. Again, you know, you're building uh, a relationship, so you have to consider them, but you cannot hold them hostage to your happiness. I like that. You yeah. can't hold them hostage to your happiness. Yeah, <laughs> you cannot. So those are some things that we really need to look at. And I just want to backtrack um, uh, again about... Um, the conversation we were talking about, about um, letting things go. Ayanna was saying we need to let things go. Pruning is a very important process in um, uh, developing our character and loving ourselves. Uh, When we're overburdened, we are not useful to ourselves or anyone else. So we have to learn how to prune. And uh, we have to learn how to be clear about what our focus and what our purpose is. And to do that, we have to meditate. We have to think Clearly, we have to have time and quiet. And so once we're clear on our purpose, then we'll know what does not serve us, what is not conducive to us helping ourselves and being helpful to the world, to the universe, fulfilling mm-hmm. our purpose. So we, you know, it's, all of this is intertwined, and it's not about being selfish. I used to say, mm, that person is selfish. We have to be selfish, not to extremes, but we have to be about ourselves so that we can better serve humanity, better serve others, our children, our mates, you know, our communities. We have to take care of ourselves, as Iyana said earlier in the conversation. We have to be whole in order to be of use and of service to other people. Yeah, happiness is an inside job that radiates out. Yes, yes, indeed. So let's let's take it to another dimension as far as self love being self care, um, and start with how we nurture ourselves in the area of health. Sky Oriana, one of you want to start with your own practice. Well, that's something that I am definitely working on seriously because I have um, a habit of overextending myself. And um, so that's something that I'm focusing on uh, in terms of sleep, making sure that I stop whatever madness or whatever excess work that I've carried late into the evening, 
early enough so that I can get to bed and get proper sleep, um, along with the usual things, you know, our diet, things like that. But for me, one of the most important things at this point is sleep because I'm a night owl. So I know that I need to get more sleep. And a good night's rest, is it goes a long way to making you feel whole and healthy when you wake up in the morning. Yeah. Ayana? Yes, it does. It, it definitely does. Um, I would have to piggyback on that and say that sleep is one of the the first things. When you said that, that's, that would be on my list, too, in terms of self-care. And I, I don't necessarily know if we focus on that as a part of self-care, but it most certainly is. Um, listening to your body and what your body is telling you is important and, and getting the rest that you need so that you can go out and fulfill whatever responsibilities you have or whatever that purpose is you have in life starts with you getting enough rest. And I would also say and add to that, eating well, making sure that you drink enough water. It's very practical kind of things that we we should be doing that involve um, just health and wellness are a part of, of maintaining self-care, but they are most certainly important, although practical, very important. Um, the other one for me would be to follow my intuition. Um, a lot of times... Um, we are so caught up in the day-to-day and we're not taking the opportunity. I think it was Sky who talked about taking time to meditate and to just pause. Even if you want to call it that, if it's five minutes, take a pause. Take a moment to stop, breathe, and get in tune with yourself so that you can make the right choices and decisions for your life. So self-care for me is making sure that I'm in tune with what my body is saying, but also what my mind and spirit are telling me to do. Because that's truly what we're guided by is our our intuition. Um, So I would say that those are are, are essential to self-care for me. The other would be to take things off the list. Because multitasking is a lie. <laughs> it, everyone will have you believe, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. Get rid of busy and start to do things where you are centered and you do them one at a time so that you can do them well. I don't believe that there is anything, there is no such thing as multitasking because you you put your hand in so many different things and you're unable to do them to the best of your ability. So put your focus on one thing at a time. So those are the things that are important to my self-care. Yeah, and I would add to the multitasking piece because um, in my life I know that it has caused me a lot of stress to the point of burnout, and so now my self-loving thing, the thought is, okay, if I take this on, is it going to add value for not just others, for myself and others, because I can do something that would benefit other people, but at the same time, um, it's just adding to my burnout. So I definitely have to personally consider consider if I'm overextending myself and my personal mental health as, as a result. And the other thing for me is eating properly because I will get engrossed in what I do. And as um, um, I think one of the comedians said that only something like only crazy people forget to eat. Well, I'm one of those people, and I will forget to eat. And so the self-loving thing for me is, okay, so what am I eating today? How is it nourishing my body? Am I getting all those vital nutrients in and drinking water? So as you said, very important, over 70% of the body is water, 70% of the brain cells are water. You can't think properly if your brain cells are dehydrated. Yes. You're not going to be at your best. So self-love means drinking water. <laughs> yes. Drink water. <laughs> uh, something else that has been helping me, and I've done it before, but I've kind of like been focusing on it, a little bit more during our 30-day journey this this session um, is to just think and kind of consciously 
emanate and radiate love. Um, I find that if I'm in a stressful situation or if I'm having a situation where um, someone might be bothering me or something might be bothering me and I'm headed in, um, into this negative energy thing and I start thinking about the people that I love and I start radiating that love. I used to do this consciously some time ago um, and just emanating just pure love, universal love, and just consciously emanating that. So when you're sending that out into the universe, it's going to bounce back to you because you're part of the universe. So whatever is Mm -hmm. going on with you, like if you just happen, as Darlene said earlier, you know, just happen to be in some type of a funk because maybe somebody said something or something happened and your energy is just not balanced. If you just, just contemplate, start with the people that you love most in your life, and then defocus it on people and just focus it on universal, unconditional love, then that will encompass you and it will help. It's, it's healing. It really is healing. So that's something else that I have been consciously trying to do and think about lately because, you know, we're focusing on our 30-day self-love challenge and you know in that process there's there have been a couple of days and a couple of situations where i've just been like oh my god i can't believe this is happening or why am i feeling this way so i consciously focused in that way and and i was helped because that loving universal energy encompassed me too if I couldn't take the time to just focus on me and say, okay, you need to do this, you need to do that, just focus it outwardly and you'll be encompassed in it. So that's another thing that kind of helped me. You know, and that leads to the simple fact that your thoughts create your reality. So if you can shift what you're thinking, you can change the vibration, the emotions, and the energy around um, thoughts and shift to a different place. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So we've talked about a lot, um, self-love and health, and then there are other dimensions of health, such as exercise. What type of exercise do you do that to be a self-loving practice for your individual being? Because that could be different for everybody. One person may be into aerobics, somebody else is into Tai Chi or yoga. What do you ladies do? Well, for me, um, I love to walk. Um, it's it's one of my favorite things. I mean, I am very much into yoga, but um, really for me, I have, I call it like my enchanted forest. I have a place where not only do I walk for exercise, but I do it as a way of um just having my commune time with the creator. So I will walk through this bike path or a walk path and um, for about an hour or so, and um, I, I use that as a time for meditation and prayer, but also as a form of exercise. So um, I like those things where I feel like, there's a sense of peace involved with it, and, and I can do meditation too. Yoga allows for that too. So those are my two favorite, and I find that it helps to balance me and keep my mind clear, as I was saying before, just so that I can be in tune with uh, my intuition. That's important to me because that's what I um, connect to to make you know conscious choices and decisions about you know, my purpose and what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Yeah. Sky? I kind of agree with uh, the walking, and and it's um, basically because I'm getting back into an exercise regimen. And um, my office relocated, and so now I'm farther away from the metro. I take public transportation to the office. So initially... I was combating it. I was like, I don't want to walk this extra 10 or 15 minutes. You know, that's it's too much walking in the morning. <laughs> so what I did was started to embrace it and say, okay, well, that's additional exercise. You know, and it just changed my whole mindset because, say, for about the first 
three weeks when we relocated, I was getting to work late because <laughs> I did not want to walk that extra <laughs> 10, 15 minutes. And so I said, okay, you got to do better than this. So I decided to embrace it and say, okay, you know, that's extra extra exercise, so it cannot do anything but help me. And after I did that, the walk became shorter, and I do it like in five minutes now. <laughs> but it was, it, I, I kind of tickled myself because I just really was combating it when we first relocated. So walking, I used to be the aerobics queen and got out of it, so I'm trying to get myself back into that. Uh, maybe not as aggressive, but a little more, um, you know, a little more exercise than the walking, but right now it is walking. Yeah. Um, I, I walk as well. I also walk in the winter and don't let the cold challenge me. <laughs> and that's my self-love thought. I'm like, I am bigger than the weather and I can go out in almost any weather, and it can be an empowering and loving experience. Yeah, I mean, you you embrace the elements, embrace it. I mean, that's it's part of our existence now. And, you know, instead of fighting it, embrace it. Rain, snow. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I pretty much embrace everything except the uh, lightning. <laughs> Hail and earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really shifts shifts in our attitude and you know again I like the open air I like being um it's peaceful for me to be outside and to just feel the air and the elements and that's when I when I'm really at my best and I can focus so I I try to do that as often as possible um it's been a challenge this summer but lately I have had an opportunity so that's where I am at peace and where I can uh, receive information and process information. So I like the elements. I like to be outside, uh, not necessarily in the cold, but, you know, just peaceful, not hot, just intermediate weather, and just be there to receive whatever it is the universe is trying to send to me. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who are on the line or in the chat room, please join in. When this is an interactive session, it makes it so much exponentially better. Yes, we'd love to hear what your um, experiences have been. And, and again, this is um, something that that we go through. Uh, some of us are pretty good at self-love and uh, nurturing ourselves, and, and others of us need to be reminded. So um, that's what we're trying to do tonight, to inspire each other. Um, to stay on the path if we're there and to get back on the path if we've kind of fallen off. The quote for today was actually, self-love is not um, any change, not only changes how we see ourselves, it changes how we see everything. So let's talk about that a little bit. Mm. Diana? Um, yes, I... Um... I agree with that. It does it does shift your perception um, when you have a positive sense of self, when you have worked um, diligently to and committed yourself to sustaining a healthy self-esteem, when there is a commitment to building cultivating and maintaining your self-worth, it shifts the ways in which you see the world, your interactions with others, um, and what you believe you can have for your life. Um, so I think what we were when we were talking about what are some of the ways in which we can build that in our lives, what are some activities or actions, because one of the things that I put on our on social media and on our website all the time is be self-love in action. So mm-hmm. what are your actionable, um, what is your process? How are you getting to that space? If it's, just, if it's one step at a time, what are those things so that it can shift your mindset? And once that begins to happen, I mean, new worlds open up. Those affirmations, and and the other part to that, too, that I want to say is that it is important for you to recognize when it is showing up. 
Um, and the only way really that you can see that is to pause, to meditate, and to be still. Um, and then also I have what I call my gratitude journal each night writing in that so that there is a recognition of the shift in your perception, mm-hmm. the shift in how your life is moving in the way in which you would like it to go. So you can sometimes want things and not even recognize them when they're showing up. But just that shift and, and taking those actions towards self-love and, and and sustaining that in your life, as you all have been doing this challenge for 30 days, my, my um, challenge would also be to start to write down the ways in which you see your life changing. If that's a journal, a 30-day journal, uh, where you, you list those things and, and say, I'm grateful for this, it will change everything because you will see how how things are, are going for you in the way that you want them to. Yes, indeed. Yeah, gratitude is definitely the outcome of self-loving experience. Mm-hmm. And just making, um, you know, small steps, incremental steps, just as long as we are taking action and moving in the direction that we want to go, we're going to see things opening up. We're going to see things happening. We're going to see progress. So it's just really important to make just small shifts, take small steps, and just just do it. So we keep mentioning Mm -hmm. small steps. Can we just throw out what some small steps are? Uh, For me? Yeah. Uh, for me, a small step was just to um, be conscious of my attitude, um, you know, to not let anything or anybody rub me the wrong way, and to just really be conscious of thinking positively, of emanating love. That was a small step. Um, eating right. Uh, when I'm busy at work, when I go stare at the vending machine, uh, instead of actually buying something that I shouldn't buy, to sit there and stare at it for about 10 minutes and then walk away. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. That's another small step. Instead of actually putting that money in there, sit there and stare at it and rationalize with myself. Get yourself out of it. And then walk away. (laughs) (laughs) So that's uh, those little things like that. They go a long way because then you feel good about it. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It helps you get to the next step. Yeah, um, I think I think those small steps for for me, or you know, what I could say for to, to kind of support others. I'm still laughing at guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <sorry>. But um, <laughs> as I was saying before, if Writing is, I think, sometimes important to the recognition of those things that that are changing in your life. So starting, if it is, with a um, gratitude journal, you know, just to say, you know, I'm thankful for X, Y, and Z in my life. Because I'll go back to what what we we talked about earlier, and we we can list. Ten things wrong with our lives, or ten things wrong with our bodies, or you know the body shaming that we do, and all of that, and that some of those things that are just very unnecessary. Catching yourself in those moments where you're doing that, and just when you when you catch it, shifting to something more positive in terms of your language, and then writing those things down. Those are very small steps. The catching yourself is a very small step, but a major step. So if you can catch where when the negative comes and then shift it to a positive right away, you're doing very well. That's a small step, but a major one to shifting your attitude uh, and the way in which you approach your life and approach your attitude about yourself. And um, so I would say that that one is very important. Uh, the other is to give yourself some grace in the process, you know, uh, of this. A lot of times we we don't get it right the first day or the first time we do it uh, or even the second time or the third. And 
I would say give yourself grace. Stop beating up on who, on who you are and what you're trying to do. It's not going to make it any easier. It's going to make it more challenging. So those are two tiny but very major things that um, I would say are important to to this journey of self-love and self-care. And the only thing I would add is that be honest with yourself about how you're living the choices you're making. I think, Scott, you mentioned something earlier about the choices that you're making, you know, how you're thinking, and then you do take that shift to take on new practices that reflect who you truly are. And for me, that means monitoring my thoughts. And when stuff comes up, I'm like, okay, is that true? Is that a loving thought? I actually ask myself when I think that, like, is that kind? <laughs> Whether it's kind yeah. to me or kind to somebody else. I'm like, was that kind? Right. So as we get ready to close out the show, Yana, I'd like you to give us the information again for yourself to get in touch with you and the Phoenix Collective. So tell us more again about you, and then we'll close out with our quote. Okay. Um, again, you can reach us or reach me at info at phoenixrisingcollective.org. Um, and what we do, I'm just going to put it out there, what it is that we do again. We are a self-esteem education organization that inspires and empowers women's personal growth and change in their lives through workshops, holistic health and wellness events, and personal empowerment coaching. Um, look for our events on our website. Um, and if you do want to follow us, please do so by going to the website, joining us on Instagram or Facebook, um, and then also reaching out if you'd like to be a part of our Love Yourself First series that we have and or be a contributing writer because that is also something that we do as well. So um, those are the ways in which you can connect with us. And we encourage listeners to check out the website and there's a host of information there about loving yourself and a network of women, which is very much like Sisters in Spirit. And so someone who we look forward to partnering with in the future. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. uh, It's a beautiful website and very energetic. So the energy there is is really, really awesome. Sky, you want to start with your face? Yes, and and before I get to that, I just wanted to make a comment about uh, being truthful with ourselves. Uh, Just a minute. When we start to um, be truthful with ourselves, you might see some dark stuff in there. And it's okay because that's what we're doing. We're trying to evolve. But the truth is that nobody's perfect. The truth is, is that we've done things, said things, and thought things that were not of the highest energy. So think about that. You know, think about the situations you've been in or we find ourselves in, and think about who's really responsible for us being there. So being truthful with ourselves is another really good Okay, and my quote as we wind down is, (laughs) let me find it. Our quote is, love yourself, forgive yourself, be true to yourself, how you treat yourself sets the standard for how others will treat you. And it's Steve Maraboli. Yeah, he has some good ones. Yeah. Iyana? Mm-hmm. Mine is true wellness be- begins from within, healing old wounds, forgiving others and yourself, letting go of the past, eating healthy foods, making room for change sustaining a positive attitude and taking time for spiritual practice are all a part of the journey to authenticity and long-lasting self-love. Awesome. Yes, thank you for that, and thank you for joining us. I have one which basically says self-love is authenticity. Authenticity is the daily practice of letting go of who we think we're supposed to be and embracing who we are. Yes. We thank you all for joining us this evening. And before we totally close out, I want to mention that Surreal Serenity is having their grand opening on Saturday, September 27th from 6 to 9 in New York, and hope that those who are in the New York area um, can support her. 
Ayana, thank you for joining us this evening. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. I thank you so much. This was a beautiful opportunity. I'm so glad I could be a part of it. And thank you to our listeners. Namaste. Namaste.